0: Day on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. God is able and
1: God is willing to solve all of your problems if you would but let Him. The problem is that we don't let Him. He's at the ready. He says to you, to me, I've given you
0: my only begotten Son because of my love for you. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently sharing a special message called God Will Solve Your Problems. We've all heard it said that God's given you his only son, so why don't we trust for everything we need? In today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches you that God will solve all your problems. It might not be the way you expect or the way you think he should, But when he does, it will be the best way at the perfect time. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor JD in the book of Luke chapter two with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: Would you join me in Luke's Gospel, the second chapter? I want to begin reading in verse 1, and we'll read through to verse 20. You can follow along as I read. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria So, verse 3, all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men." So it was, verse 15, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven... (laughs) that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them, concerning this child, and all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then, verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Let's pray if you would please join with me. Father in heaven, we're just with unspeakable joy, without words to adequately express just how grateful we are to celebrate the birth of the Savior. Lord, thank you. Seems so inadequate to say thank you. But until we're with you, that's all we can say. However, (laughs) we know that for all eternity, we're not just going to thank you. We're going to praise you, and we're going to worship you, and we're going to be with you forever and ever. Glory, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, amen. So I chose to title this year's Christmas Eve Sermon, God Will Solve Your Problems. And this for several reasons, chief of which is that God solved our sin problem with the birth of the Savior. And would you not agree that that was and is our biggest problem? The problem of sin? and Jesus was born as the Savior of the world to pay in full for all our sins. And it's for this reason that during this season we celebrate with great joy how that God so loved the world He gave His only begotten Son, John 3.16, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, this well-known verse, arguably the most well-known verse in all of the Bible, carries with it a powerful and profound promise that many of us are prone to overlook, and I'll explain that. I'll frame the explanation of that in a question. Consider this, please. If God loves us so much that He was willing to give us His only begotten Son, then wouldn't it stand to reason that there would be nothing that God wouldn't give us? What if I told you that this question was actually asked and answered by none other than the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church in Rome. It's in Romans 8.32. Let me read it and listen very carefully to it. He asks, rhetorically and in so doing answers the question by the Holy Spirit. Here's the question. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will, will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Did you catch that? In other words, if God will graciously give us all things, then wouldn't it make sense that He will also solve all our problems? That's what Paul is asking and answering. In other words, if God was willing to give us His only begotten Son because of His love for us, is there anything that He would be unwilling to give to us? If He'll give us His only begotten Son, He he loves us so much. Doesn't that make sense? So if He's willing to do that, is there anything He would be unwilling to do? Answer, no. Now, I realize there are those who would protest under the banner of their problems seemingly remaining unsolved presently. But here's the truth. God is able and God is willing to solve all of your problems if you would but let him. The problem is that we don't let him. He's at the ready. He says to you, to me, I've given you my only begotten son. Because of my love for you, I'll give you anything, anything that you ask. If it's according to my will and for my glory, consider it done. I will give you whatever you need. I will solve whatever problem you have. Well, Pastor, with all due respect, I've got some pretty serious problems. I have financial problems. I have marriage problems. I have family problems. I have problem problems. (laughs) I just have problems. Well, God has solved your biggest problem, the sin problem. Why would He be unwilling to solve all of your other problems? Here's the thing, though. When He does, if we'll let Him, it may not be the way we want, how we want, and Perhaps more importantly, when we want. Because you know how we are, right? We want what we want when we want it, which is right now. And God's like, "Uh, excuse me. (laughs) Uh, I'll do it my way, in my time, in my terms, for my glory. And he's true to his word. And He has given to us His Word. This is John 1, one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In other words, unto you a Savior is born, Emmanuel, God with us. Wow, I just got chicken skin. Goosebumps for those of you on the mainland. So let me see if I got this straight. You're telling me that God became one of us. Yes. Well, I'm not telling you that. God's Word tells you that. You're telling me that God became a man to save man. Yes. Um, What was man's greatest need? For a Savior. Not a lawyer. If you're a lawyer, we love you. God bless you, but... That was not our need. We did not need a lawyer or an educator. We needed a Savior. And that's why He gave us a Savior. If you'll kindly allow me to, for the remainder of our time, I want to present several problems that the Savior's birth solves. And I hope you'll be encouraged tonight, especially those of you that are really going through some difficult trials in your life. I've organized what follows into three categories, the first of which is the problem, second, the solution, and third, the application, the personal application to our lives. Problem. The Savior's birth could not be in Nazareth. Rather, Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem according to the prophecies but the problem is is that they're in Nazareth. So what's God going to do to solve this problem? Well, he's going to have Caesar Augustus issue a decree at the time that Jesus would be born so that Joseph would return to Bethlehem to be registered. Perfect. Problem solved. And by the way, the timing of that, we'll talk more about the timing in a moment. If it had been one month early or one month later, Jesus could not be the Savior. No, God perfectly planned and timed and directed Joseph at the perfect time. Here's the application. God will always direct our paths, or if need be, redirect our paths, But again, he'll do it his way on his terms, in his time, according to his will, and ultimately for his glory. And he does. And he did. And he will. Problem. The Savior's birth could not bring good tidings of great joy to only some people. Rather, it had to be for all people. Solution? (laughs) I love this one. God has the birth announcement of the Savior of the world. First go to lowly shepherds, the least and the last. Because if it's for those people, then it's for all people think about it. If the announcement, the birth announcement, you know how we are about birth announcements? Man, we go to great, just the gender reveal. Of course, nowadays, I don't know what happens now, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> they have big parties, blue for boy, pink for girl. Well, at least I used to anyway. So here's, here's a birth announcement. It's no ordinary birth announcement. This is the birth announcement of birth announcements of the Savior of the world. And shepherds? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. But shepherds, you have to understand, in that culture, in that day, we're considered the lowliest, the filthiest of all people. And of all people, that's who the birth announcement of the Savior of the world is going to go to. Yes, because this is good tidings of great joy to all people. Because if if the Savior's birth announcement had gone to the elite, you know, those people, well then, I guess it's not for us. It's for them. No. God's love for all of us is unfailing and unconditional. And please hear me on this, because this is very important, and the enemy has a heyday with us on this. God's love for us is never predicated upon who we are or what we do. That's a perfect love, an unfailing love. Problem. The Savior's birth was at night, in the dark, rather than during the day in the light, when people would have certainly noticed. Solution? (laughs) God has the Savior come into the world to be the light of the world, which was and is in desperate spiritual darkness. And I think you would agree with me as well on this. It's getting darker seemingly by the day but He's the light of the world. Here's the application. It's in the dark silence of the night, not the bright busyness of the day, that the light of the world shines the brightest. Doubtless you've heard it said, it's so well said, you'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And is it not true that it's when you're going through a very dark, difficult season in your life that Jesus is more real to you, closer to you? Problem. And this is a problem. The Savior's birth was in poverty, squalor, and even filth, rather than being in pomp, prestige, prosperity, and plenty. Solution? God has very wealthy wise men bring very expensive gifts when Jesus is a toddler in order to provide for Joseph and Mary. Now I am keenly aware that I have just messed up your whole nativity scene. But I have to tell you that according to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, the wise men were not there at the birth. Uh, They came later. The detail in the text says that they came to see the little child, not the infant. It's a different word in the original. It's like a toddler. It's believed that Jesus at this time that the wise men came with these gifts was maybe a year old, no more than, maybe seven, eight months old. We can only speculate and estimate. But the why question needs to be asked. Okay, so we know the what they brought, and we know the gifts, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And regrettably, we've painted this picture of only three wise men. Do you realize that it was probably an entourage? Please don't picture, you know, here's a little gold bracelet for the baby. Okay. No, no. And frankincense and myrrh. Now you understand the prophetic symbolism of these gifts. They were exactly what they needed financially, medicinally. And the gold, oh, What? God's going to send His only begotten Son, God incarnate, God becoming a man, and leave Him on His own? Well, there you go. I did my part. You know, wish you the best. Uh, You're going to have to, by the way, get to Egypt. I don't know how you're going to pay for that. Uh, You're going to have to flee Herod, who's going to try to kill you, and all the boys under two years of age. And so, um, I don't know, maybe you can get a loan or something. You'll forgive the silliness, but I think you get the point, right? No, here's the application. God will always provide whatever you need at the perfect time that you need it. He's never late. He's never early. One last thing on this and we'll move on. That gold, this was an entourage. They brought, I believe, solid gold worth an extreme amount of money. And God provided for Joseph and Mary. Maybe you're here tonight or watching online and you have financial needs, you have financial problems. God has promised to solve that problem. God will provide whatever you have need of. Again, He won't do it the way you think. He won't do it how you think. And He certainly won't do it when you think. He will do it in His way, in His time for his glory problem the savior's birth was to a young couple joseph and mary who were all alone far from home with no place to stay that's a problem solution god would bring to them and through them the good news of comfort and joy at the time of their greatest need Application. God will always comfort us in those times when we're all alone, especially in this world, not our home, where we've long overstayed our welcome, as it were. There's no room for us here. This is not our home. We're just passing through. Keep a light touch on this world and the things of this world. I don't think it's any coincidence that we have the details. And again, imagine, don't imagine a hotel. There was no room in the hotel. They were all booked because everybody was in town to get registered. No, this was like a a room, a stable. And, And we've tidied up the manger. You know what a manger is, right? It's a feeding trough.
0: Animals would eat out of it. And that's where they laid the Savior of the world. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. If you're enjoying these teachings during this Christmas season, we encourage you to continue reading on your own. God may reveal some things to you that you never thought of before. In Spirit and Truth is a ministry out of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. If you'd like to learn more about the ministry of In Spirit and Truth, go to calvarychapelkaneohe.com. While you're at our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Once again, that's calvarychapelkaneohe.com. If you'd like to access any of these things on our mobile app, you can do that too. Go to the resources tab on our website and you can download from there for free. That's com. We hope you'll push pause in this busy time so that you can soak in the glorious birth of our Lord and Savior. The news of this monumental event brought men from afar just to see with their own eyes the prophecy that was fulfilled. I can't imagine what the wise men felt when they first saw the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Can you? Join us next time for another edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor JD has much more to share with you about the life of Jesus in the here and now. Thanks for listening. and Come back for more here on In Spirit and Truth. i